Chapter Ten of *The Backwash of War* by Ellen Newbolt Lamott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Ten: A Surgical Triumph. In the Latin Quarter, somewhere about the intersection of the Boulevard Montparnasse with the Rue de Rennes, it might have been even a little way back of the Guerre Montparnasse, or perhaps in the other direction, where the Rue Vabin cuts into the Rue Notre Dame des Champs anyone who knows the quarter will know about it at once there lived a little hairdresser by the name of antoine some ten years ago antoine had moved over from montmartre for he was a good hairdresser and a thrifty soul and he wanted to get on in life and at that time nothing seemed to him so profitable an investment as to set up a shop in the neighbourhood patronised by americans american students were always wanting their hair washed so he was told once a week at least and in that they differed from the russian and polish and roumanian and other students of paris a fact which determined antoine to go into business at the montparnasse end of the quarter rather than at the lower end say around the pantheon and saint etienne du mont and as he determined to put his prices low in order to catch the trade so later on when his business thrived enormously he continued to keep them low in order to maintain his clients for if you once get used to having your hair washed for two francs and very well done at that it is annoying to find that the price has gone overnight up to the prices one pays on the boulevard capucines therefore for ten years antoine continued to wash hair at two francs a head and at the same time he earned quite a reputation for himself as a marvellous good person when it came to waves and curls so that when the war broke out and his american clients broke and ran he had a neat tidy sum saved up and could be fairly complacent about it all moreover he was a lame man one leg being some three inches shorter than the other due to an accident in childhood so he had never done his military service in his youth and while not over military age even yet there was no likelihood of his ever being called upon to do it so he stood in the doorway of his deserted shop for all his young assistants his curlers and shampooers had been mobilized and looked up and down the deserted street and congratulated himself that he was not in as bad a plight financially and otherwise as some of his neighbors next door to him was a restaurant where the students ate many of them it had enjoyed a high reputation for cheapness up to the war and twice a day had been thronged with a mixed crowd of sculptors and painters and writers and just dilettantes which latter liked to patronize it for what they were pleased to call local color well look at it now thought the thrifty antoine everybody gone except a dozen stranded students who had not money enough to escape and who in the kindness of their hearts continued to eat here on credit in order to keep the proprietor going even such a fool as the proprietor must see sooner or later that patronage of this sort could lead nowhere from the point of view of profits in fact it was ridiculous antoine lounging in his doorway thought of his son his only son who thank god was too young to enter the army 
by the time he was old enough for his military service the war would all be over it could not last at the outside more than six weeks or a couple of months so antoine had no cause for anxiety on that account the lad was a fine husky youth with a sprouting moustache which made him look older than his seventeen years he was being taught the art of washing hair and of curling and dyeing the same on the human head or aside from it as the case might be and he could snap curling irons with a click to inspire confidence in the minds of the most fastidious so altogether thought antoine he had a good future before him so the war had no terrors for antoine and he was able to speculate freely upon the future of his son which seemed like a very bright admirable future indeed in spite of the disturbances of the moment nor did he need to close the doors of his establishment either in spite of the loss of his assistants and the loss of his many customers who kept those assistants as well as himself busy for there still remained in paris a good many american heads to be washed from time to time rather foolhardy adventurous heads curious sensation-hunting heads who had remained in paris to see the war or as much of it as they could in order to enrich their own personal experience with which point of view antoine had no quarrel although there were certain of his countrymen who wished these inquisitive foreigners would return to their native land for a variety of reasons as the months rolled along however he who had been so far-seeing so thrifty a business man seemed to have made a mistake his calculations as to the duration of the war all went wrong it seemed to be lasting an unconscionable time and every day it seemed to present new phases for which no immediate settlement offered itself thus a year dragged away and antoine's son turned eighteen and his moustache grew to be so imposing that his father commanded him to shave it at the end of another two months antoine found it best to return his son to short trousers for although the boy was stout and fat he was not tall and in short trousers he looked merely an overgrown fat boy and antoine was growing rather worried as he saw the lads of the young classes called to the colours somewhere in one of the mairies of paris over at montmartre perhaps where he had come from or at the prefecture de police or the cite antoine knew that there was a record of his son's age and attainments which might be used against him at any moment and as the weeks grew into months it seemed certain that the class to which this precious boy belonged would be called on for military service then very hideous weeks followed for antoine weeks of nervous suspense and dread day by day as the lad grew in proficiency and aptitude as he became more and more expert in the matters of his trade as he learned a delicate sure touch with the most refractory hair and could expend the minimum of gas on the drying machine and the minimum of soap lather and withal attain the best results in pleasing his customers so grew the danger of his being snatched away from this wide life spread out before him of being forced to fight for his glorious country poor fat boy on sundays he used to parade the raspaia with a german shepherd dog at his heels bought two years ago as a german shepherd but now called a belgian police dog 
how could he lay aside his little trousers and become a soldier of france yet every day that time drew nearer till finally one day the summons came and the lad departed and antoine closed his shutters for a whole week mourning desperately and he was furious against england which had not made her maximum effort had not mobilized her men had continued with business as usual had made no attempt to end the war wouldn't do so until france had become exhausted and he was furious against russia swamped in a bog of political intrigue which lacked organization and munitions and leadership and was totally unable to drawing off the boches on the other frontier and delivering a blow to smash them in fact antoine was far more furious against the allies of france than against germany itself and his rage and grief absolutely overbalanced his pride in his son or his ambitions as to his son's possible achievements the boy himself did not mind going when he was called for he was something of a fatalist being so young and besides he could not foresee things but antoine little lame man had much imagination and foresaw a great deal mercifully he could not foresee what actually happened thus it was a shock to him he learned that his son was wounded and then followed many long weeks while the boy lay in hospital during which time many kind-hearted red cross ladies wrote to antoine telling him to be brave of heart and of good courage and antoine being a rich man in a small hairdressing way took quite large sums of money out of the bank from time to time and sent them to the red cross ladies to buy for his son whatever might be necessary to his recovery he heard from the hospital in the interior for they were taking most of the wounded to the interior at that time for fear of upsetting paris by the sight of them in the streets that artificial legs were costly thus he steeled himself to the fact that his son would be more hideously lame than he himself there was some further consultation about artificial arms rather vague but antoine was troubled then he learned that a marvellous operation had been performed upon the boy known as plastic surgery that is to say the rebuilding out of other parts of the body of certain features of the face that are missing all this while he heard nothing directly from the lad himself and in every letter from the red cross ladies dictated to them the boy begged that neither his father nor his mother would make any attempt to visit him at the hospital in the interior till he was ready finally the lad was ready he had been four or five months in hospital and the best surgeons of the country had done for him the best they knew they had not only saved his life but thanks to his father's money he had been fitted out with certain artificial aids to the human body which would go far towards making life supportable in fact they expressed themselves as extremely gratified with what they had been able to do for the poor young man nay they were even proud of him he was a surgical triumph and as such they were returning him to paris by such and such a train upon such and such a day antoine went to meet the train in a little room back of the hairdressing shop antoine looked down upon the surgical triumph this triumph was his son the two were pretty well mixed up 
a passion of love and a passion of furious resentment filled the breast of the little hairdresser two very expensive very good artificial legs lay on the sofa beside the boy they were nicely jointed and had cost several hundred francs from the same firm it would also be possible to obtain two very nice artificial arms light easily adjustable well hinged a hideous flabby heap called a nose fashioned by unique skill out of the flesh of his breast replaced the little snub nose that antoine remembered the mouth they had done little with all the front teeth were gone but these could doubtless be replaced in time by others across the lad's forehead was a black silk bandage which could be removed later and in his pocket there was an address from which artificial eyes might be purchased they would have fitted him out with eyes in the provinces except that such were better obtainable in paris antoine looked down upon this wreck of his son that lay before him and the wreck not appreciating that he was a surgical triumph kept sobbing kept weeping out of his sightless eyes kept jerking his four stumps in supplication kept begging in agony kill me papa however antoine couldn't do this for he was civilized End of chapter ten